0: Welcome back, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. And just having a great conversation, Michelle, uh, sharing tips and ideas of how to protect and grow in any economy and a variety of other things. And I was excited to have on a guest today, special guest, John Andio. He's actually been a friend for several years and uh, met John a little over six years ago. And a uh, really, really great guy. And just an interesting story. He is uh, the owner, he's the CEO and owner of of one of the largest generator installation companies and disaster preparedness companies, I guess, really, in South Florida. And it's called uh, One Stop Generator Shop. And um, John, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you having me here. Absolutely. And, you know, I I thought it was so important, uh, Michelle, to have Mm -hmm. him on just because, you know, when we think of, uh, I remember the interview we had a little while back with Dr. Sheen, and we were talking about health preparedness. Right. You know, we talk a lot about financial preparedness and uh, obviously on the health side, you know, there's things that we want to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, obviously we know like around the holidays and around different times of the year, you know, the need of care and things like that kind of goes way up. And uh, one one of the things that we know is same way with our home. You know, a lot of times people's homes are one of their biggest assets. Not not always, but it's one of their, let's say their biggest hard assets, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because I know we work with a lot of folks that have, you know, decent-sized portfolios, so they have their home and portfolio, et cetera. But, you know, it's it's an asset that they've lived in often a long time. They've been there, their families congregate there, and all these goes with that. So disasters occur. And, uh, you know, I thought, hey, let's have John on the show and talk about this a little bit, because he's seen a lot of this. You know, he's been in the industry, Michelle, over 30 years. And John, let me ask you this. What would you say you know, obviously people hear about generators and at different parts of the country, it's becoming more common than others. But from your perspective, what would you say is maybe one of the things, or maybe one or two things that causes people to kind of delay in the process of really kind of helping prepare themselves?
1: Well, A lot of times they delay because they think they can just get it at any time. A generator is a, is a construction. It's, it's hmm. something that takes time to put in. You got to get permits. You got you to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. And you can't just turn around and go pick it up and put it in the next day.
0: Mm -hmm. If it's a whole house one. Yeah, if it's
1: a whole house one.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's portable, you can go and pick one up kind of anywhere, so to speak. But yeah, a whole house one, something that's going to be there. And I think you called it permanent install. Help me with that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you can go anywhere and pick up a uh, portable generator and run some cords, but you're not going to have the air
1: conditioning in that. When you have a permanent generator, Mm -hmm. you're going to have all the the luxuries of life that you normally have, and it's
0: going to take care of the necessities as well. So I know you had some statistics, and I thought this was kind of interesting, about some storms and disasters that have happened uh, in the country. Why don't you share a little bit of that with our listeners, just that we can kind of get a little bit of grasp or, or wrap our minds a little bit around some of the things that are going on. Uh, when you
1: look at the last 150 years, the number of strikes on the U.S. every decade is at about 18, hmm. and a third of those are major strikes, a hurricane of a three, four, or five. Hmm. And those are the ones that are going to give you long power outages, lines at the gas station, the grocery stores are going to be a nightmare, stuff like
0: that. So that that's the ones that we're really trying to prepare for. So 18 a decade, and uh, out of that, we're going to have a couple that are that are significant. Now, you know, obviously, people know this. And uh, I think, you know, for me, John, it's like anything else. People kind of get complacent, right? And Michelle, you see that. I mean, in life, right. people just kind of getting complacent with things.
2: And and it's interesting that and, and I don't want to cut you off. I wanted to ask, John, do you find speaking of the complacency thing? Is that something you find people think, oh, it's not going to hit here. It's almost like an, an unbelief. And then I would assume once you here, once folks see that there's a forecast that are coming then you would get a big run on folks wanting a, a, a generator is that is that the case
1: that is definitely the case and uh, you know it's the same old story it's they never thought it would happen to them right and then the storm comes through and and i have people that are friends of mine calling me and going hey buddy can you just hook me up mm. and no i can't because i've got the phone ringing off the hook and if you don't plan ahead I, I really can't help you at that point, that's for sure.
0: It's like the Broncos. I mean, who would have thought they'd be where they were 10 years ago, right? right. Yeah, or next year. Yeah. <laughs> John's a big Broncos fan, by the way, That's so why I brought that up.
2: Uh, but that's yeah. a great point, John. I think, you know, you really bring that up of planning ahead, and it's it's almost that, you know, you want to plan for a rainy day when it's sunny out.
1: That's for sure. you got You got to plan for that rainy day, and that rainy day is going to bring a lot of winds and a, and a lot of... Uh, damage. And that's what we want to try and avoid the the hardships afterward.
0: So let me ask you this, what are some of the things that are kind of tangible for people to kind of prepare in advance? Because obviously the whole idea here is prepare in advance. And folks, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're in a situation where you're saying, you know, I, I've been thinking about this and I'm not sure what I need to do. I'm going to encourage you to go to it's one just the number one stopgeneratorshop.com one stopgeneratorshop.com connect with John and the team and they can walk you through some things. Uh, not saying it's right or wrong, but that's that's a place you can go there to kind of get some information and guidance. And you know, as far as as far as preparing in advance. Instead of dealing life with just that, you know, hey, when I get to that bridge, you know, someday I'll, you know, kind of philosophy It's say I'm going to prepare in advance. What are some things that people can do from your perspective uh, and doing this over 30 years now, John, to really kind of say, okay, obviously on the generator side is important, but maybe other things in addition as well. What are some things people can be doing uh, to protect themselves in advance? Well, I mean, one of the biggest things and you're going to hear that every year when it's when
1: we finally get a storm out there and you you want non-perishable items. All right. So you need to stock your shelves up. And what my wife and I do is every year we stock up on non-perishables, even though we have a generator, Mm. because we don't know if we're going to be able to buy them and who else has generators. So we stock up on those and then we donate them at the end of the year.
0: Hmm, That's cool. We're
1: rotating our stock. You don't end up with cans of peas that are 10 years old and stuff like that that are no good for you. Right. Um, But you, you also need to stock up on water and... If you've got batteries in the house, make sure those are fresh. If you have a portable generator, pull that thing out, start it up, make sure it's going to run. Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't run, you're you're out of luck and there's nobody out there that's going to have time to fix it after the fact.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that idea of, uh, Michelle, you know, when John talks about stocking up there mm-hmm. on, on non-perishables and then donating at the end of the year. So that way you're always having something fresh. I mean, I, you know, not that you're... You're just longing for canned peas, or whatever, right, you know, right. whatever it may be, but it's something where you're, you're dealing with fresh things. And I think, you know, we talk about that, Michelle, a lot, of, even on the financial side of how it's important. You know, he talks about kind of keeping fresh rotating. I mean, that's something you should be doing even with your portfolio, taking a look at what you're doing on a exactly. consistent basis and sometimes out with the old in with the new, because that's, that's important to do. And it, and then the fact that you're donating it at the end of the year, it's a great thing. It's not like you're just buying it, holding it, keeping it you know, oh, we didn't use this or we used it. And then you're kind of giving away. I think that's really cool. I think it's really neat. Let me ask you this, John, in, in relation to generators uh, and preparedness that way, because I know there's uh, several different levels and, you know, people are out there and they listen to things or they, they Google stuff online and sometimes, you know, they get good information and sometimes they don't. I, I, I think you're probably aware. I think all the listeners out there hopefully know that, you know, not everything on Google is true. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope really? somebody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what, what maybe are some, some different levels of protection, you know, when people get a generator that they should, you know, you talked about portable, you talked about permanent, you talked about, I mean, what are some of the different levels? What are some of the different things that people should be looking at?
1: Well, I mean, you know, a lot of it depends on your financial commitment to the job. Um, you can have just the necessities protected in your house or you can have the whole thing. And by necessities, what do you mean by that? Uh, necessities differ to every person. I've had people that hmm. just want their wine cellars and they don't care about air conditioning. And then there's the th- the <laughs> other people that only want air conditioning and don't care about anything else. So that's always up to the individual. In
2: well, I guess part. you can go to the wine cellar and then, you know, y- you can be cool and have a beverage. There's yeah. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a win-win there. Okay. So <laughs> so maybe part of the process in, in when you're connecting with someone is kind of going through, take us through that a little bit, kind of first determining what their ne- what their necessities or what they see as necessities? It is. The most important thing is to sit down and listen to the person mm. and get a feel for what
1: they want, what they feel is important and, and what they expect after a storm yeah. to happen in their house and what, they, and what they're going to do. I, I always ask people if they're going to bring others in and take care of them, mm-hmm. you know, as the neighbor's going to come over or family member's going to come over, how much of the house do we need to have lit Mm-hmm. You know, and, and besides the air conditioning, then down where we are in Florida, air conditioning is a must. Yeah, and, and not only that, hurricanes are normally during the summer. We have a lot of heat. We
0: get mold real quick,
1: mm. so you want to take care of your your asset of your house mm-hmm. as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, Michelle, because you know when he talks about you know just preparing and doing that. I mean, it's just it's something that we know that, you know, these things, again, can occur. But, you know, folks, you gotta, you got to prepare in advance to do that. We have just a, another minute or two. I want to dive in a little bit next segment, uh, John, and talk about uh, some different levels of what people should expect and then the benefits of protecting and how they can stay protected. Because, you know, it's one thing to talk about being protected. It's one thing to think about, hey, you know, if a storm comes, I'm going to be okay. But then sometimes, you know, people can get complacent, can't they? They definitely can. You know, and, and I know, Michelle, we've, we've seen that even in the financial field where, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, there's a, there's a major financial storm in 2008. People lose a bunch of money right. uh, because maybe they weren't prepared in advance for it. And then all of a sudden they just stay the course, they make money, it comes back and all that. But now, you know, we're really in a season where the markets have been choppy since uh, November of 2014, they started going sideways 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 up down of course you know in a lot of our things we've been in cash and uh so we haven't lost money this year which is phenomenal i'm really thankful for that and kind of looking at some of the seasons to say okay you know where is the market trending where is it going we want to step in and be wise in all that we do and so i want to talk about maintaining that protection Uh, next segment with John.
2: If you want to know more about the one-stop generator shop or disaster preparedness for your finances, I want you to pick up the phone and give Michael a call. 866-943-2351. 866-943-2351. And stay tuned. We're going to continue our conversation with John Andio on the way next. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health show with Michael Wall and our- Conversation with John Andio. He is the CEO and owner of One Stop Generator Shop, and it is the largest generator shop in South Florida. We're talking about disaster preparedness because you really want to be prepared for a disaster, whether or not it's a financial disaster that's going to hit or a natural disaster like a hurricane that's going to hit. And I know a lot of folks still are remembering Hurricane Andrew that just ripped through this area. That was, uh, you know, back in the 90s. But then, of course, we had Charlie, Francis, Gene, Ivan, all of those that came in 2004. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then everybody remembers Katrina in 2005. But there's ways to kind of prepare for some of those disasters that may not be on such a huge scale, but are still going to cause some, we'll call it, inconvenience to your life. And that's why it's so great to be talking about generators and preparing for the disaster. And, and John, the name of your shop is One Stop Generator Shop. So tell me a little bit of, uh, you know, that impetus there and Can I just go there and that's all I need to do to prepare for a disaster? Or what does that look like?
1: It is. That's why we came up with it. We came up with one (laughs) one stop generator shop because there was a lot of people that came and and went in the industry. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make everybody feel like we were here to stay. So we opened up in a retail store that gave everybody some confidence that we were going to be here. We were next to a, a major supermarket. We take care of everything. So all the person does is come up to us, sign a check, give us permits, and we run.
2: That so he's great.
0: ready to rock, basically, right. day one. You know, I think one of the things, Michelle, that I have noticed in, in connecting with John, and, and I've had the opportunity to, to kind of get to know him and, and really, you know, we go to church together, go, both plug in at Christ Fellowship, and we're down here and, and all that. But, you know, one of the things that we've done over the years, and John's actually done some work with me, or for me, I should say, uh, their team has done some work and just done a great job, you know, very thorough. And as you know, I mean, a part of the process of anytime we have anybody on the show... You know, we want to be talking about people that do jobs of of excellence and and, Mm -hmm. it can be challenging to find someone in all aspects of life, whether it be health, whether it be wealth, whether it be things that protect both, you know, to really be in a place where, you know, you're going to get service and get serviced well. And uh, so when we connected, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great to have him on the show and just to kind of talk a little bit about this because things do occur. And, and, you know, what happens is we talked last segment about, you know, some of the storms that happen and, you know, how many happen uh, per decade Mm -hmm. and all that. But what we know, Michelle, is that, you know, once we get protected, you know, then it becomes crucial or important. Uh, Again, we can become complacent and forget. You know, it's almost like when you, you know, you're in a situation where, you're married right Mm -hmm. and you're you're doing things you're taking steps to improve your communication to improve your relationship and I mean it's just it's just all good and then you kind of start to not do some of those things that got you to where your relationship was good right because you get complacent right and that's what happens in life with people is they get complacent I know I can I can fall into that category as well and so you know John when we talk about preparedness Obviously, you mentioned about folks sitting down with you and having a conversation and taking them through the conversation of, you know, what are their needs, what's important to them, et cetera, et cetera. And then determining the, from there, I guess you just determine, hey, you need this size unit or you need this uh, disaster preparedness strategy or how, what do you do there?
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the conversation, I'll make my recommendation on what we want to do and, and make sure that falls in line with what they were thinking. And then, you know, then I've got a customer for life. I've got a, somebody who I've installed the generator uh, we maintain the generator. Generators are like vehicles. They have car engines in them. Mm. They have radiators. They have oil. They have all this stuff that's just sitting outside baking. And uh, the the CEO of Generac once compared it to parking a race car in your driveway. Mm. And then for 10 years, not doing anything to it, and then expecting that thing to go out and win the race the 10th year when you actually needed it.
0: Yeah. And that's yeah. just
1: not going to happen if you don't maintain it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and a third of the use of the generators, a third of the power outages, are from major storms. Yeah. Okay. The other third are from other things, just uh, small rainstorms, human error, stuff like that. So it's not only the major storms you got to prepare for. It's the minor ones, the ones that only have a five thousand people without power instead right. of a, you know five hundred thousand, but you're still affected. And when you're without power, you are the most important person in the world. You you don't have it, and you you want
0: it. Right. And right. Michelle, you know, one of the things I thought of when he when he was mentioned about that is, you know, I think of baseball, you know, JJ, Jonathan Johnson is coming on board as our professional athletes liaison. And, you know, for our pro athletes division where we're managing money and wealth for that, those folks uh, in that division. And And one of the things that stuck out to me there is, you know, kind of preparing that sports car, preparing that engine, doing the maintenance, because, you know, it'd be like not practicing at all and then showing up for the world series and assuming you're going to ha- hit a home run every time right. you're up.
2: <laughs> right, you're going to pull a muscle and it's not going to be good.
0: <laughs> it, it's it's not going to be a good thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. And another couple of other questions I think Michelle that you wanted to ask John while he's here while we got him in studio.
2: Absolutely. And John, I I love that analogy that you were talking about and really breaking it down of, you know, it's not always just the major storms that are affecting you, but it's sometimes it's somebody there was a car accident and and somebody hit a transformer and now it's blown and it's affecting you. And so how do you work with that? And and a lot of that is running and making sure you have that generator. But is there something where people can do so, uh, you know, you've come, somebody's expressed their need and they're saying, OK, if there's a storm that happens, yeah, my family's going to come and we're all going to camp out here. And, you know, we'd like this to run for." You know, six days at a minimum. Do you have to practice during the year and in, in an off season? How does that work so you can make sure that the generator, in fact, does work when you need it most?
1: Well, they've taken care of that on the, on the manufacturer side. Every one of these generators has an exercise that it performs weekly. Um and on my side of it, all my customers get internet onto their generators, so mm. I know when they run and I know when they don't. That way, we monitor them
0: 365 days a year to make sure that they're ready whenever it is needed. Wow! Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. i I thought it was neat. He was he was kind of showing me some of that technology. It's almost like, uh, you know, how everything has Wi-Fi today. I mean, right. you got you got your refrigerator has Wi-Fi. I don't know why your fridge needs to have Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. But, you know, those I can see, you know, the generator, because now they're in a situation where one of the things that he mentioned is they can follow, watch, track. And what benefit does that give you, um, John, when you take a look at that, when you say, you know, if if you can watch a unit and see what's happened and, and to kind of diagnose from a computer perspective, what advantage is that? to having that, main, and is that something that just comes with a generator or somebody got to put that on? In other words, what's the benefit to it, number one, and how do you get the constant maintenance like that on it?
1: Yeah, the, the benefit is that we have the knowledge before we go to the, to the site. If there's a problem with the generator, we can see what it is at the shop, send the correct technician with the correct parts, and then we also can send it before he needs it, before the customer needs it. Mm. Uh, My biggest pet peeve, being the owner, being the guy that's on call most of the time, was the emergencies always happened on a holiday Mm -hmm. when I had people over my house. Mm -hmm. And so I just made an initiative to put everybody on the internet. That way, if they break down in March, I know in March, I don't know July 4th, Mm -hmm. when I've got a party at my house and everybody's showing up and I'm the one leaving my own house, my own party to go out there and and take care of the generator, which is, is fine. That's what we do. But I would much rather take care of it during the week in March when it broke down. And that way they're ready as well. Yeah, I mean, mean they're not upset because they're without power and the generator is broken. And, you know, they, these, all these generators have visible and audible alarms, but mm. nobody pays attention to them because they do get complacent. So they, mm. for three months, there's a red light on their generator and mm-hmm. nobody has called me to let me know. Well, I don't need that anymore. I, I take care of it. We, the Internet
0: lets me know. It's almost like that door in the airport, you know, when it opens and you hear the alarm go off nobody pays attention to that anymore because
2: right because everybody's going in there but I think that that's also great because I know that there are just in the financial world new um, like tools and strategies that are available that do the same thing and so mm-hmm. it's so great to be able to not just have uh, something that your house is protected but you can also do something similar with your financial nest egg your financial house as well and there's a lot of power parallels that I'm seeing in making sure that you are prepared for a physical storm and a financial storm of making sure that you have somebody who is monitoring. I think that's the other thing, John, is you have the notice that comes to you so that you can go out and send a technician who can fix that even before it's needed. You catch it early. So then it's not a crisis. Correct.
1: We do. We do. And I know Mike would love to have that kind of insight to know that there was going to be a storm in July financially and and be able to prepare for that ahead
0: of time. That's one of the things it's a great thought question paradigm, because, you know, really, when you take a look at it, Michelle, I know what you were talking about is some of the technology with some of those investments out there. Actually, it does monitor and, and we do, we monitor. I know I look at that's one of the reasons we've been in cash, mm-hmm. you know, basically since the end of October, you know, as I look at the markets and um, even as we're we're chatting now, I mean, they continue to kind of fluctuate a little bit, still kind of overall in that sideways trend. If you look all the way back from November, I guess really it is of 2014. So, you know, you've had a lot of up, a lot of down, a lot of here, a lot of there, but still kind of in that sideways trend. And then there's other technology that actually gives us the ability to limit that downside loss, you know, I call it putting a seatbelt on the portfolio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then obviously there's other investments depending on what's necessary, where we have the opportunity to, to take no loss, you know, it just depends on what's happening. It depends on how, uh, it works, and what's best for people. But John, just in a, a last closing thought, is there anything that you would recommend folks do uh, if they're out there? Maybe they have a generator current, or maybe they don't have one. What, what's maybe one or two of the first steps? Obviously, they can contact you by going to onestopgeneratorshop.com. But is there anything? Should they? Why should they be evaluating this? I guess is what I'm saying.
1: That's all a matter of what they want. You know, if if they want to protect themselves, protect their home, protect their family then that's what you need. And even if it's not a primary residence and it's a secondary residence, you still got to worry about the mold issues and stuff in the refrigerator, the freezer, the perishables that are are just going to cost you money in the end if you don't take care of them in the beginning.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, John, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mike.
2: Yes, John, thank you so much for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Again, that was John Andio. He is the CEO and owner of One Stop Generator Shop. If you want information on that, the website, OneStopGeneratorShop.com, or you can always call Michael and the team and find out. Let me give you that number. It's 866-943-2351. You want to know how to prepare for a disaster when it comes to nature and when it comes to your finances? Michael can give you that information 866-943-2351. Stay tuned. We'll have more of the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall on the way next.